0: Now, let me read to you um, a portion of John chapter 6. I'll begin in verse 52, and so you follow in your copies of a book that we believe is inerrant, it's infallible, it's inspired, it's the very mind of God as black words on a white page. And so I'll read to you from it, beginning at verse 52. You follow along. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, And the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Guys, let me start out with an admission. The admission is, I realize, like most scholars and commentarians realize, that this passage that I just read to you is not about the Lord's Supper. In this little passage that I just read, uh, Jesus is not... uh, speaking specifically of the Lord's Supper or a sacrament at all, for that matter. Um, but that hasn't stopped so many of us from, from using this passage as we try to prepare the congregation to uh, visit the table of the Lord. But it does mean that we, gotta, we have to be very cautious about how we uh, comment on this passage remembering that it's really not about a sacrament. Guys, there's so much in this paragraph that I just read you. Jesus is in a discussion with some people who are uh his opponents. They're not particularly supporters. Um and the, the discussion is not about sacraments. Um what what this text is doing is that as Jesus did so often, He uses physical things to teach spiritual truths. For example, when Jesus says, I am the door, he doesn't mean that he's some kind of flat piece of wood that is hung on hinges. No, he is using a door to communicate that he's an entrance. He's the the entrance into the kingdom of God. And so in this paragraph that I read you, he's doing the same kind of thing. He's using eating and drinking, which we all know a whole lot about. He's using these physical things to communicate spiritual truths. And in this paragraph, he's trying to illustrate the trusting and believing that is required to save. Um, Hunger and thirst is not so much a hunger and thirst physically as an inner hunger and spiritual thirst. But his audience was so carried away about him talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, and they're thinking, oh my goodness, is this guy a cannibal? I mean, is he, is he promoting cannibalism? Is that what he's doing here? Um, guys, um, you, you've got to see in the text, there's a couple of things that Jesus does. One of the things that he is doing, other than using these physical things to teach spiritual truths, is that he does make clear although we tend to miss it, he does make clear that there is a distinction between what he's teaching and what he's saying. Did you see it? He's not talking about physically eating his flesh and drinking his blood. By the way, you know that in the beginning of this chapter, he fed the 5,000 with the two fish and the five loaves. Then everybody's all excited and they follow him around the Sea of Galilee And Jesus exposes them in verse 26, and he says, I know why you're here, because you want some more food. And so they being exposed, do like we do when we get exposed and embarrassed, we shift the the conversation. And they start talking about Moses and manna and and blah, blah, blah. And and Jesus says, he he, he returns them to to the point that he's trying to make in verses 52, And then he says in verse 58, not as your fathers ate and died. Do you see that? He goes out of his way to make sure that you didn't miss the the point, and they missed the point. They missed the point because they're so overtaken about drinking blood and eating flesh. And he says, I'm not talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Not like that manna experience or that me feeding you over there on the other side of the lake. That's not what I'm saying. I'm using eating and drinking to communicate the trusting and the believing that's necessary to be saved. Now, gang, that's one of the distinctions that he makes in this little paragraph. There's another one that I want you to see, and then I'm done. Did you notice in verse 53, he says, um, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. You see that? Now go over to 56. 56. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Did you see the shift? There's a different word. In 53, he says, eat or ate. In 56, he says, feeds. And he says it again in 58. Now, guys, you are people who say that you believe this book. Oh, yes, I believe that the Bible is in error, and it is plenary and verbally inspired. Folks, do you know what you're saying when you say that you believe in the verbal inspiration of Scripture? Do you know what you're saying? You say, oh, I believe it. Well, do you know what it means? If you believe in the verbal inspiration of Scripture, it's a Latin term which means word. Verbum means word. You're saying that you believe that every word was placed in there by the genius of the Holy Spirit for a particular reason. So in 53, when he says ate, A-T-E, and then in 56 and 58, when he says feed, you got different Greek words. Um, The Greek word for eat is phago, but the, the Greek word for feed is trogon. And then every time that he says feed on me, guess what? The word trogon is found as a present participle. Oh, Dr. Young, there you go again. All that Greek stuff, that doesn't mean anything to me. Who cares? Well, folks, we do. Let me tell you why. Because in the Greek language, the the present participle communicates an ongoing activity, one that it's repeated over and over again. So Jesus says in 53... If you eat, Fago, my flesh and drink my blood, you know what? I did that back in September of 1970. When did you do it? When did you eat and embrace the Savior and trust and believe in such a way to be saved? But now that we have done that, we go on feeding off of Jesus. We ate in the past and were saved, but now we keep on eating. We feed ongoingly of Jesus Christ, the one whose broken body and shed blood is the very centerpiece of the gospel. Gang, Back in September of 1970, I ate and I became a Christian. But since that time, I need Jesus as much now, if not more. And so, I keep on feeding. So the two distinctions in the paragraph are, number one, I'm not talking about the physical about the spiritual. And secondly, to become a Christian, you eat. But to continue as one, you feed. And then he says, in verse 54, if you do that, he has eternal. Not will have, shall have, might have. No, no, no. I ate in the past. I continue to eat now, feeding, feeding, And those are the people who have, right now, eternal life. Let's pray together. Our Father, would you remind your people that what we are doing today is just symbolic. But the symbolism is profound that we are feeding all over again on the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ, the one from whom we ate in the past. But today we recognize we need him just as much. So meet here, O God. Meet, Meet us here at this table as we enjoy this sacrament again. We commit ourselves to that and do so, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen.